Observers at the Mount Hollis Observatory have reported sighting a large number of unidentifiables just outside our solar system. Professor James Nass reports that the objects, which appear to emanate energy, are stationary and large. Professor Nafs urges everyone not to panic as the objects could easily be natural phenomena such as meteors or asteroids, although he cannot explain their stationary positioning. Did this just in? The Mount Hollis Observatory has been secured by Loyalist forces. Reports indicate there's been a shooting and injuries. We'll keep you informed on the conditions at the observatory as we learn them. Huh. Makes you wonder what Milan is trying to hide. End of London. I've been to the East End several times. They've been the most hospitable of places. This is terrible. Entire sections of London are empty now, thanks to either natural disaster or Milan sweeping through and cleaning it out. And this area? Don't know, but we must keep to the shadows while we're here. There's a curfew in effect. Wouldn't want to run into a patrol, eh? Not patrols, Doctor. Much worse. Milan has been conducting a series of genetic experiments. He's trying to develop the fiercest and yet most loyal of creatures imaginable. He doesn't trust his own troops very much. If he had his way, these doggies, as he called them, would be his total enforcement team. He certainly saves on payroll. And he also saves on bullets, since death is a penalty for being out after curfew anyway. It saves time. Make no mistake about it, Doctor. These things are vicious. They can tear into a man, killing him instantly. We should move. There are some areas where the criminal element has taken over. But even they don't come out at night anymore. All right. Where do we begin? Look out! Come on, this way! You can't outrun that thing! We got to try it! It's probably others! Split up! Oh dear, they're far too old for this. Wait a minute, there's an alley over there. I might just be able to find a window to climb in and hide. Yes, here we go. Now if I can just lift it. I'll just wait out until that doggy is gone. I wish I still had some of that kibble I used to get canine. I don't think these things would care too much for chocolate over ball bearings. Hopefully I can catch up with love or rocket man. I have no clue where I'd be able to find Frankie on my own. I... Please tell me that's my stomach rumbling. Nice doggy. Good doggy. See, you shouldn't be leaping at people when it's so dark. Can't quite see what you're aiming at. Besides, you don't really want to hurt me now, do you? I take that as a yes. Why are you training your paw? Are you hurt? Yeah, so much for lending a sympathetic paw. Maybe I can throw it off with something in my pocket. Let's see, pop you through the looking glass. Oh, thanks, very cultured. Think faster, Doctor. Ping pong ball, pocket fisherman, remote control. Remote control to what? Right, not important. An apple, maybe. Here, boy, fetch! Good boy. You know what they say? An apple day keeps the Doctor from becoming a doggy's lunch. Come on, you stupid window, open! 
My jacket, it's clutch! Oh, what the? Hey, check it out! Poor thing. Thank you very much for your- Save it! Take him! Now wait a minute! We don't have a minute. These things give off a scent when they die. It attracts others who'll come and feed on it. We gotta get out of here now. We can talk later. Move out! Well, that's about it for me today, gang. It's been another real experience. You know, I often wonder if I'll ever get to see the Earth again. Then, I wonder if I really want to after everything Milan has done to it. Think about it. There are millions of people worldwide who literally spend their day allowing Milan to continue without any resistance. They look in the other direction while their neighbor is dragged away, suspected of anti-loyalist operations. What kind of human walks the planet Earth these days? I'm not saying that myself and those who dwell in this station are beyond scrutiny when it comes to claiming our humanity. I suppose it's easy to be brave when I'm safely tucked away up here at Radio 2000. Until tomorrow, my friends. I swear, Alan is the most confusing man I've ever met. Reference about the personality, my lady. Huh? You can drop the act, Christy. Act? You perceive me as a thespian? Just not true! That one's on the lowest bank, sir! All right, Christy, all right. You're getting my head dizzy with your speech. Look, I'm accepting on face value that you and the doctor are not the saboteurs. But this story of time travel and all is just... Twas a bold tale when first the doctor related it to me, my lady. Look, call me Genus. It's my name. It was not be right to call it by your proper name, my lady. Nevertheless, I insist on it. All right. I say that everything the doctor said is true. Why would a young girl like you from Earth's past be traveling with someone like the doctor? I would think that everything you encounter must be somewhat overwhelming to you. It don't take a great deal of fortitude to deal with what the doctor tells and shows on to me. But don't you miss your home? Oh, sorry. I'm touching a sore spot. Tis not easy to relate. All right. Well, maybe you'll feel more comfortable if I told you about myself. It is not necessary. No, but they say confession is good for the soul. I be not a priest. You have been bust for me. <laughs> Relax, Christy. I'm not looking for absolution from you. In fact, I'm proud of everything I've done. You see, my family was killed by a virus that was sweeping through the Eastern European coast. That was about 15 years ago. We were on holiday at the time, trying to get away from our troubles. The diocese was already experiencing enough problems of its own. Civil wars were breaking out throughout the country. The states were separating into their own little nations. We needed to get away for a while, and Europe appeared to be the safest place to live. My father was the first to go. My baby sister died three weeks later. For some reason, I was spared from it all. Mayhaps God had plans for you. Mayhaps. <laughs> I mean, perhaps. Well, I mean, look at where I am now. How is he came to this castle in the sky? Castle? I suppose to someone like you, that's how it would look. Well, after my family died, I was fortunate to fall in with a group of travelers. Gypsies, hippie types, looking to avoid the world and its problems. Never had I heard tell of a gypsy who was honest. These were a good group of people. There was one among them named Ross. He was formerly the head of Roscoe Electronics, a major electronics communications company in the early part of the century. 
taught me everything I know about electronics and radio technology. He was a mentor? Yes, you could say that. In time, I left the group and joined up with a small electronics firm. Just before Milan's takeover, they were hired to investigate this station, determine if it was capable of being salvaged. I was part of the team sent up here. The other DJs are members of that team as well. The operations were supposed to take about six months. Milan had to control the planet in less time than that. How could but one man force its way over an entire world? Mostly through fear. But there were also those who believed in what he was doing. Anyway, we were trapped up here as we sure weren't going to team at back down to Earth. At first we were just going to wait things out, see how long Milan would last. But as his power grew, we realized we had to do something. That's when we discovered the cache of records in the cargo area. Computer files of what the station was used for before in the past were sketchy. It was pretty amazing that the station managed to stay in orbit as long as it did. I found the parts to jury rig an engineering board and we boosted the signal from the station's transmitters. The rest, they say, is history. How does music help the people? Milan has suppressed all forms of expression. The internet, television, newspapers, radio have all been placed under strict control. Nothing is released to the general public unless it goes through Milan's office first. Perhaps it's for their own good. You really must be from the past, Christy. You can understand how people's basic freedoms are being suppressed. In my time, the laws were harsh. Public protection in order to the lives of those who could not do for themselves. Perhaps Milan is in the district world. For that order, there must be chaos. This is an act you're putting on. It's a good one. Lady Gina, tell me more of this rogue Alan. Rogue? There are a number of words I would use to describe Alan, but that's not one of them. I don't understand what we're known as Rocket Man was harboring feelings of hate toward the Dark Dome myself. But Alan's behavior is puzzling and barren. It's not you. Alan doesn't like anybody but himself. You see, each of the DJs here picked an era of music that best reflects what type of person they are. The 1980s were a time of greed and looking out for number one. Then mayhaps Alan is responsible for all that has happened. It may be, but I don't think so. You see, Alan is basically a coward at heart. He's got a great deal of roar in him, but nothing to back it up. Pretty, tell me more of the music that is performed here. Please, can we stop a moment? Not as young as I look. Besides, we really must talk. You're welcome to stay here if you want. Why, the sewers make excellent pathways to travel. They're even more dangerous than the streets above. Milan's doggies roam above ground. The genetic mistakes, the rejects he threw away, populate the sewers. Mistakes? You have to break a few eggs if you're going to make an omelet. Down here, all the rejects from Milan's genetic experiments roam free. I see. So we move on. Andrea, there's something up ahead. Everyone, take cover. Can't we go the other way? After about two blocks, there's a large obstruction. One of the mutts had a little temper tantrum last week and knocked down a large section of the passage, blocking it. Mutts? Oh, I see. Very cute. Mutts aren't cute. Now inside this drainage pipe and don't make a sound. <clears throat> I think it sussed us out. Do mutts speak? Of course not. Well, then this is a remarkable mutt. Only can he speak? But he sounds like a disc jockey from Radio 2000. Doctor, no! Don't go out there! <coughs> Doctor Love, I presume? Doctor, you're alive! Groovy! And well, where's the rocket man? Last I saw of him, he was hightailing it up to Lancey Square with a doggy on his back. Hope he makes it alright. What's going on here? 
That's the first sensible question you've asked since we met. Allow me to make the introductions. I'm known as the Doctor, and this is Dr. Love. The Dr. Love of Radio 2000? What's happening? A great deal if you're Earthside. Come on! We need to move on now. Our headquarters are located nearby. What is it? Sir, we have confirmed that there are several large objects moving in formation towards Earth. As yet, we have not been able to identify them. This isn't more of Professor Nuff's nonsense, is it? There is something to what he said, sir. Our own tracking instruments are picking up the objects. They are artificial and carry a great deal of energy. What are they doing? The fools! Sir? What? Oh, nothing, man, nothing. I ask that contingency plan beta be prepared. Is it? The rocket is standing by, sir. Begin the pre-launch sequence and be ready for countdown. Sir? You heard me! Or do you have a problem with ridding the world of one of its great nuisances? Of course not, sir. But I fail to see how this will help the situation we appear to be facing. What else did Professor Nafs have to say? Not much else, sir. He was killed trying to escape. Escape? <sighs> so much death. Alright, keep monitoring the situation. Have all ground and air troops on standby. In case this thing is real, we should be ready. In case it's not, there could still be a panic. That idiot Nafs never cleared his findings through our office. Yes, sir. Dismissed! Odwan! Odwan, come in! I don't understand what you're doing, but I'm taking care of the Radio 2000 situation once and for all. I'll deal with the repercussions. Odwan, answer me! Ah, another day, another blow for tyranny. Don't go crazy in there, Chaz. Just play the normal stuff. We're looked upon as a fringe movement by enough as it is. There's no need to add fuel to the fire by playing more of the diverse music of the era. I thought I'd start with a little don't quit your day job players. Take it from there. That's obscure, Chaz. For the 90s, yeah. But the group did experience some success in the early 21st century. Till percussionist DeCandido released that tell-all book about the band, following it up with a solo album of his own. I haven't heard anything that bad since Jerry Hollowell's solo effort. Keep it simple, Chaz. We don't need to incite the Earthsiders at the moment. All right. Keep an eye on the girl, Gina. She may try to sabotage the control board. Oh, that's not fair, Alan. Watch it, girl. Don't let him bother you. He just likes to strut about and play the tough guy. Alan is a troubled man. You got that right, Christy. Into the track, Chaz. You're on in five, four, three, two. Chaz here, bringing the music to a new level of greatness. I'm with you for the next four hours, spinning some of the greatest hits from the 90s. We'll start off with a little TLC, Waterfalls. Tell me more about the men from here, Lady Gina. Well, like I said, each one has their favorite era of music that they listen to and play on their show. Take Funky Dan. He plays music from the 1950s. The rock and roll revolution was just starting. Rock and roll? A type of music. Most music that was created from then on evolved from it. Rock and roll was considered evil by many people. Demon music! Only if you listen to it backwards. Seriously, the 50s was considered the golden age by many. Most of the countries of the world were at peace after a devastating world war. But there was an undercurrent of dissension among the people. Rock and roll set the stage preventing that dissension. Our music carries a message. Most music has a message, Christy. Love songs, protest songs, even the odd song from Lily Vanilli. You confuse me with many of your words, but I believe I understand. Let me move on. Rocket Man plays music from the 60s. There were two basic forms of the music then, the continuation of the party theme from the 50s and the revolutionary songs. 
Groups such as the Mamas and the Papas and Jimi Hendrix brought forth music that made people think about the world around them and not take it for granted. Rocketman's program is the most popular of the shows on Radio 2000. Music does inspire one, sir? Well, certainly. Why, even the music of your time must have stirred you in some way. Lord Gargamon was not in tune The bells of the church are all I know it of. Well, church music can spur your faith. It can be dull at times. Not all modern music stands up to the test of time, either. Anyway, Dr. Love plays music from the 70s. Protest music continued to be created, but it didn't thrive as much. Disco and the party theme became quite popular. Who's speak of parties? Did all they ever do was a festival? It seemed that way. Alan plays music from the 80s. In many ways, the 80s were the most selfish of times. Everybody was looking out for themselves. You know, if you're from the past, should I be telling all this to you? You know, altering the future by knowing it and all? I know not of such things, little Heiichin. The doctor has not concerned for such as this. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm not letting too much out of the bag, then, am I? Besides, we're seeing even more into the future here in our own time, right? Anyway, finally we have Chaz. Chaz plays music from the 90s. After all the confusion of the 80s, the 90s were a time of rediscovery. Rap music and alternative music came to the forefront in the first half of the decade. I see the look in your face. What is rap? That takes a great deal to explain. Chaz will be playing some during a shift. In the latter half... Music became even harder to define as artists of one type of music started playing other types of songs. Such revolutions occur over such a short period of time. Very just such marvelous work. The times they are changing was a popular phrase at the time. Hmm, twas appeared to me that Rocketman around would be the rogue here. How do you figure that? How about Rocketman kill his own girlfriend? There had been many a good intrigue in my time from Lady Gina. The doctor just tried to learn me of the comings and goings of the time he called the 13th century, where queens plotted to kill kings to seize their thrones by themselves. The doctor has told me of plays written by one Shakespeare that tells of some other tales. How do you figure Alan in all this? His countenance, the taste in music, makes him as guilty as a snake in the garden. Just because Alan listens to that kind of music doesn't make him the 80s archetype. I know not of what you speak, Regina. Mother has said that Alan is almost like the music he plays. Well, I did, didn't I? Well, you're going to need more than musical taste to accuse the man, though, Christy. I know how to accomplish my goals. Does that help me? Play detective? Sure. Sounds like fun. The only question is, how do we go about it? Is it much farther to your headquarters? I know I'm never going to get the smell of sewer out of my velvet jacket. Andrea, can you at least tell us if you know Frankie, the computer programmer? What do you need to know? A young woman died trying to deliver some data disks to the station. If whatever is on those disks was that important to her, I think we'd at least owe it to her to find out what was on them. We believe Frankie encoded the data. What would you do with the information once you got it? We'd broadcast it from Radio 2000. Do you have the disks with you? No, they're on the station. And the woman? Her name was Tara. As I said, she died trying to get those disks to us. I heard about Jansen and the attempt to take Las Vegas. That was meant to be a distraction while he made his way to Radio 2000 with the discs. How do you know all this? Because I'm Frankie. What? Can you prove it? I know what's on those discs. Milan's control on the world is not total. There are too many factions trying to take power from him. In order to cement his hold, he's been in contact with the Ovodians. Ovodians? Is that an African country? No. Ovodians are an alien bird-like race. I've never encountered them before, but I've heard of their reputation. 
Yeah, warlike. Swooping in like birds of prey, taking control of whole planets. Well, they don't have the strength of Daleks and Sontarans. They have been able to garner their own pocket of power. So why aren't they swooping in? That's the strange bit. It's not like the Ovodians would work with someone to take control of a planet. They just conquer it. Alright, let's say this is true. It is true! What do we do about it? We get to Andrea's... What should I call you? Frankie's headquarters. Call me Andrea. Here's a ladder to the street. My headquarters are across the way. From there, I can gather what we need to decode those discs of yours. Hold it right there. Don't move! Everyone get down! We've got loyalists up here! It's a trap! There's no way out! Absolutely correct, Dr. Love. Oh yes, I recognize your voice from that decadent Radio 2000. You're completely surrounded! Get up here! General, please! I don't think you understand just how dangerous the situation is here! Oh, I understand how dangerous it is. Dangerous for you! The death of one of the members of Radio 2000. When I display your body on the international vid link, it will prove a crushing blow to the morale of the rebels. Alright? Let's line them up! This changes nothing, Parker. We may die, but the cause will live on! Please, you sound like a late-night Vidlink movie. One of those awful ones from the 20th century. I haven't seen one of those in ages. Milan stopped their broadcast. A good thing, too. Right, any last words? Solve nothing, General. History proves it! I'm making history today. Weapons are ready. Aim! <laughs> 